I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Are diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the rent room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriter's Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? 2019. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. You hear her voice? Yes. Lisa Bullock-Kaiser. Yes. Back again. A.K.A. She is the incredible. Yeah. The indelible. <laughs> the incredible. Yes, I was here. Mm-hmm. Glad to be back. Yes, of course. I mean, I was back before, but I went on a little hiatus. You know how it is, people? No, Life comes through. No, none of us yeah, no. know. No. <laughs> We don't know. We, we show don't up. Know. <laughs> you two hours away. Think, I'm gonna let I you think, fly. I think the last time I came here, I think Chris almost got teary eyed when he I seen know, me walk in the room. He was like, like she's, oh God, where is she she's back? back. <laughs> been it all year. What the hell? Well, it was not a whole year. I said all year. Okay. Yeah, you were like year. five times last well, year. Well, I was like, shit? yeah, I was like, you know, I was, I had to go overseas and I had to have family stuff and you know, when you're dealing with parents on on two different continents and. You know, they're older and, you know. No, we don't know. No. And your dad thinks he's still Nat King Cole and he thinks he's still the 60s and he's still, he's he's still, still running around. He's still a hound he's dog. Sing, in it. singing in his little band and doing his thing and getting his. I'm like, Daddy, please. He's like, I'm going to make it, Jack. Listen, we got to get you back in Italy. We got to leave Germany. He's Come on, on now. We got to get the band you ain't no back young together. <laughs> my daddy's a hot mess. I love him, but he is a hot mess. I should just make a movie about my dad. Yes. And it's about me chasing after him and making sure, like, the stories, the shit that I go through in Europe. Can I just tell you this one story? So one time, <laughs> so, so one time we're driving around. We're in um, oh, where do we go? We went to Pisa because you know one of our favorite spots. He has a couple of friends there. Has an apartment. So our family got together. And those of you who know my my dad's half Italian. So it's like I got Italian siblings and folks over there on on. In Europe. So when I leave here to stop being a black American, I go over and be a black European, <laughs> a black European. And we get together and we do stuff. And it's like, for one thing, everyone there, I'm the only one of the siblings who does not speak any other language. Like my language skills are really poor because I was raised in American and we're raised that English dominates over everything. But when you go to Europe, most of the time people are speaking like, you know, many languages. So my siblings know like three or four languages very fluently. Mm-hmm. So we're riding around with my dad and we're like, we just went to go visit Lean Tower Pisa. And like, you know, we're taking, we're doing the tourist stuff and we're joking around and stuff. And we were talking about how the people in that town are like the enemies of our people because our family is like Tuscany. Mm-hmm. And it's like hardcore Tuscany. Too, and I tell you, I tell you the joke in our family is that they would rather have somebody. The town that we're in in Pisa is like we would rather have a someone come to our house and tell us that one of our relatives is dead than have somebody from that town come and knock on our door to take a visit. What? I'm telling you, Italians are fucking hardcore. Yeah. 
territorial. And then no. and, 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 hey, and then Kristen, if you black Kristen and then when you black and, and when you black an Italian, it, it's even extra, right? So we're driving around, and my dad is like, he just thinks he's just like this jazz. He's 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 a sweetheart, but he's like doing his thing. So we're gonna go visit my um my stepmom, and she works at this little fancy her dad, hotel. one of them cat daddies. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like and he insists, like he wants to drive, like he has his old Mercedes that he's been having for like years. It's like, daddy, you can get a new car. We can get a new car. So he insists on driving. So it's like Mr. Toad's wild ride. So and it's Europe, but thank God we're on the right hand side. But we're driving, and he's like, okay, dad, we're about to get, and he, he got excited about something, and he jumped out the car, and he put the brake and stuff uh, on, uh. so the car going, dad, what's <laughs> happening? Anyway, I should write a movie about us it and the like craziness. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's tragic. It's just all this stuff, and I think it's one of those, those rare films, I think, when you see a different side of black Americans and black people in Europe. So we have not seen that. That we have not we seen have it, not and I think I will that. do it in black and white. Why not? Chris said he wanted to direct it. Too, you know, just we may have to talk because my dad is something else. But anywho, so what? What I want to get get into? I ain't even introduced um, Chris. You know, everybody's cool. Okay, go ahead, Chris. I'm ready because I'm ready. I'm chopping at the bit. Go ahead, Chris. Hi, hello. Let's go. All right, here we go. We're back, and we're back. So this episode, and I asked you guys, and you two haven't seen it yet. All right, yeah. us. We're talking about us. So those of you who have not seen it. Too bad. <laughs> you know Lisa's rule. You should have been. If you was really supportive, you should have been the first weekend. You were serious. Okay, but I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm trying to make a spoiler freely. I'm, I'm going to say this. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't see Get Out until October, the year that it came out. Okay. I mean, I can wait. Because cause my thing is, if you got a great fucking movie... Mm-hmm. It'll last. It'll last. It'll really, and the, and the hype will die down and it'll mm-hmm. still hit you hard. Mm-hmm. Good point. And there's been a lot of hype about us. If you have a great movie. And, and the hype for it is deservedly so. Oh, look at the little spider. So cute anyway. So I'm sorry, that's the nature girl. I'm making sure you he doesn't die. No, I'm not. He's a friend. He is helping you. <laughs> you Keep bugs out of here. He could survive the fall. He could survive the fall. <laughs> so and speaking of which, that was one of the thematic things inside of us, the itsy bitsy spider theme, right. thematic thing. Because one of the things that Jordan Peele is really good at, I have to give him this. He knows horror, he studied it. He's really great with fucking music. And mm-hmm. it's like if you thought Get Out had some good stuff to start you off with, there's this this the well, music. talking about that I got five on it. So not even that, but he's got this one song in there that starts it off, um, and it's just interesting. The musical transition this is really it's it's just interesting. But here's the thing, and I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to give a spoiler. When I saw the trailer, and I we talked about this months ago when it first came out, mm-hmm. and I already told you what my prediction was, and I'm just going to say this: my prediction of what I thought mm-hmm. was going to be was what it was going to be. Tell, them, tell the kids. So I, I'm, close I'm, your ears, wait, Dallas. Wait, wait, <laughs> close your ears. Somebody interject for a second. You brought up the music. It's that I think the, the, the movies have gone through a strange way that they use music because in the '80s, soundtracks used to have these you know these awesome songs that would kind of like that would, that would bring you into mm-hmm. the movie. I mean, like, obviously, like 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 Beverly Hills Cop is one right. of these prime examples. Right. Somewhere in the late '80s, early '90s, it got out of that, mm-hmm. and it became more of this like like you know like like big artists aren't being contracted to write a song. For right. a movie, the there's no they, title you know, song, right? Never the way they used to, <clears throat> and I just feel that, like, you know, outside of what, like, outside of Quentin Tarantino, who's mm-hmm. who's, who's kept that alive, right. ha- m- uh, most people do put together a soundtrack, mm-hmm. but they don't put together like like a really concerted soundtrack to really like jazz the audience, and that, and, mm-hmm. and 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 I do believe that's what Jordan <clears throat> is just, doing. That you, I think is you mentioned Tarantino, but I think for Tarantino when he does music. He does it for um, because he wants to be cool and he likes the sound. 
you know, which is great. But Jordan Peele uses music as part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is the story. Like when a song drops, it's not just, oh, this is a cute, like it's telling you something. Yeah. But, but yeah, but, but the, the point I'm making is, is, is that both those guys use music to, to enhance the storytelling because mm-hmm. obviously like that, like that scene in, in Reservoir Dogs when he's cutting the ear off, it's like that, that like, like the, the un- unintentional humor of using that particular song, song in that yeah, brutal it's, moment. The yeah. counterpoint. And right. I think that's, right. the, and that's what Jordan does really well. Right. Too. It's not his but, but he's, he's using it as what you have to do. I right. Mean, it's one of the things that like that George Lucas always said is that, 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 that more than 50% of your movie is the soundtrack. There you yeah. go. You know, and he's, and like I said, so, those of you who didn't know, when you saw the trailer, the original trailer, and I remember I made the joke, and I put it on Twitter too, and other people agreed with me because we was talking. Because mm-hmm. black people, when we're in horror movies, like I think black people in real life, we react to things like how real people should really be acting. And so the moment that we saw the trailer, Dallas, close your ears. But it's not really given away because you, you already saw the trailer. You saw the trailer. Yeah. So Did the joke. The okay. But, okay, close, close your ears. You fired. So here's the thing. <laughs> When I was joking about how when Lupita's character was like trying to do, when I was doing the song, you know, I got five. She's going, come on, come on, let's do it on the beat. And I'm like, this bitch is on a one and threes. She's not on beat. And I thought to myself, she's not right. And I was vindicated. Interesting. So for me, the movie experience was, you can let go now. The movie experience for me was going to see how this was going to play out, how it was going to play out. Okay. This is my biggest critique of it. And it's not a spoiler. I would say that I, prefer, I, I enjoyed Get Out more, but this particular movie, it's entertaining and I love it because a lot of things going on in this movie. I love the fact that you had a black family, mm-hmm. but you also had a dark-skinned black family. Right. Okay, it's very rare. I mean, you know, Winston is nice brown skin. Oh, mm-hmm. thickness. Mm. Mabaku. Mm. And he was wonderful in it. Oh, oh that's who it is? It was yeah. Duke? Yeah, okay, I didn't know that. Didn't Got know the that. beard. Oh, God, there's a scene. Okay, spoiler alert. There's a scene here where it's not a bad spell. There's just a scene where he's like on the bed and he's talking to a Lupita and he's like laid out there and I thought he is a mattress. He is a mattress. Damn. And it's like this man is so thick and so delicious and so wonderful. See how girls be looking at dudes. But y'all nasty. I, is it my fault? Y'all nasty. And Jordan did that on purpose because this is what he's doing. <laughs> he is giving love to the thick, thick dudes with thick thighs, <laughs> and it's about damn time. Because I tell you what, when he jumped on that bed and he was just sitting there, he was just talking. They were just having a conversation. They were just talking. I'm telling you, every woman in the audience was like. He is a living mattress. Like that is that's the mattress we want at home. A living mattress. He was a living mattress cuz he, he took up the whole bed. He took up the whole bed. He became the mattress. Dude, he take up the bed. And then he was so adorable cuz he had the little the Howard and he had the glasses and he was do, I thought he so, somebody need to wife him up or okay, just just Damn. just making their husband just do something with him. So I appreciated that. And I appreciate the cohesiveness of the successful black family. Love all that stuff. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> I would say that this would not be the movie where I would tell people like how remember I was so gung ho about Hereditary like y'all gotta go see Hereditary or whatever movie I was talking about y'all gotta I would say this is a great movie to go see one if you appreciate horror mm-hmm. um, great to go see you know support Jordan and also go see Lupita and them it's interesting but my biggest problem was this I think <clears throat> uh Jordan really likes stories, like weird supernatural stories that have a lot to do with like science and experimentation and stuff like that. And my biggest critique was, I think that this movie should have stayed, and close your ears, Dallas, it should have stayed in the supernatural realm as opposed to um, what it ended up being. 
And I think, um, did you see Supernatural? Okay, did you see the movie Us? Okay, because there were certain story plot holes things that did not make sense to me. Right. And that's only because me, being a horror connoisseur that I am over many, many years, those are the things that are glaringly that stood out for me. Like, okay, if you're going to say this is this, how are you going to explain all this other stuff? Now, on a surface level, if you're just going in like, oh, it's scary. And if you're the type of person that's just scared automatically <laughs> when the lights get dark... <laughs> I can't help you because we're on totally different levels on what horror and scary is. The right. lights go out. Well, I'm not tripping because I know whoever's coming. I'm, I'm beating ass. Well, <laughs> there's no. We ain't got to call the police. See, y'all okay. gonna be calling the police on us. So, 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 so like, no. so, so, I have two concerns. I mean, I've seen the movie yet. I'll probably see the movie in a few months. Okay. Uh, I just need to let you know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll see it sooner. But this is the question that I have. What you're telling me. I like horror film when it's done well, but what but what I'm hearing from you is he's doing like a genre like he's matching. It's more psychological thriller, and obviously with horror elements. You know, I mean, the the question that I'm wondering is is that, and 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 this is what like I want to get at you because we're having this thing off time is is that it's like this movie was touted to me the other day is like uh, this is the next Hitchcock. This is the you know like he's the you know he like he's the next best person to come to to to, to film in in twenty years and this is the best horror film in twenty years or or ever kind of thing and I'm just kind of like I don't want to hear that I kind of think that that's like such like too much mountain for the movie to climb my and I mean to me it's kind of like we, you know we already have a Hitchcock. And there's been people in Let the Jordan last, be Jordan. There's, there's a, in the right. last 50 years since Hitchcock did Psycho, or 60 years, people have been saying he's the next Hitchcock. Someone says the next Hitchcock. Someone says, there's nobody in this Hitchcock. No. Right. No one has the run like that. <clears throat> right. No one has the ten has the decade long run of amazing films. Right. And it's difficult. What you were saying a minute ago, they don't have the history yet. Yeah. And one of the problems that we have in this culture mm-hmm. right now is because when we get something and we get so excited because we've been having nothing but mediocre and trashy stuff anyway. You know, the whole dirty water syndrome I talk about all the time. When you're used to dirty water, muddy, just nasty, sludgy stuff, and you get something that's still kind of like got dirt and stuff in it and the water's just still brown, particles. just a couple particles in it, we get so excited, we drink it and think, it's the best thing since clear right. water. And But here's clear water over here, but y'all not watching it. You're not partaking of the clear right. waterness and the, the, the awesomeness that's over here. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why he's getting on it, because it's the more mainstream thing, one, because he got the Oscar from last year, which deservedly so. I think so. People can say what they want to say about the Get Out script. But I was proud because it was a horror script that won, and horror gets no respect in this business. But I think the film became a horror film. It became horror, yeah. It was riding on some Kubrick shit for yeah. a minute, though. Yeah, it was, it was like, like in your head. It was psychological more at first. Kind of weird, which was cool. <clears throat> but I just, I just feel like because he's getting all the hype, it's because we haven't seen something from black people doing something that cool in a while. And so we're excited about it. And because of that, we're automatically giving like master you know, film the master of this. I'm like, you got to have a body of work, people. You have to. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, you know, I remember I was going to... You got to have a body of work. I mean, I'm sorry. I was, yeah, I was kind of getting an argument. With he someone. got two out the box. Two. That's not enough. Okay, that's, that's not enough. Not well, but see, I, this is the thing that I, 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 I want to say. I don't have the thing in front of me. I don't remember, but that movie he did called Keanu. Oh, my God. About the, about, so adorable about the cat, right? Yes. That no one saw. I don't think With he, Tiffany Haddish and all. Yeah, I, I don't think he directed it, but I, I want to say he wrote it. See, so it's kind of like so we can check that up. So 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 it's kind of like y'all supposed to be looking at stuff. You up, know, though. is he stumbling? <laughs> well, no, that's different. But that's but see, that's a different different genre. It's comedy. 
That was like a low budget little comic. It's coming off when they were doing the Key and Pill show. Hey, he put his name on it as he the did. writer. He so, did. you know, so don't, I mean, if, if I'm right, I know he produced it. What's the story behind it? So, but see, here's the thing. He might be a great filmmaker. You know, that's something we don't know yet. So I can't have you tell me that he is a, um, uh, he's this genius. And it, I mean, I mean, he could be, mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're not going to know, like, we're not really going to know, like, we don't know his career. Right. I mean, I, 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 I felt, yeah, he was one of the writers. Yeah. So, so I felt that, mm-hmm. you know, for instance, like the Godfather, right? Mm-hmm. He, the Godfather's 50 years old. Mm-hmm. So we talk about this movie that when, the, and then when he made it, when he's 29, it's this fantastic movie. It, it, it was, Kind of the first blockbuster. It changed. Was like, he considered a genius from the movie? No. Or did it develop? It developed it because developed. people didn't. Pe- pe- they wanted to have fire him. They wanted to yeah. fire him. And there was all this kind of like controversy in town about the movie. And, yeah. and, and he had to fight. And, 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 then, and then because he, he got so beat up by everyone by doing the first one, mm-hmm. when he turned around to do the second one, he was like, producer, you're not even coming on set. Yep. And bought. And just, just was all that this John Peters? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but just, yeah uh, Robert Evans. Robert Evans. Yeah, Robert Evans. And it was yeah. like, I mean, and he, and he, and he had to fight. Against all this kind of stuff, and then his next movie is Apocalypse Now, which was arguably an amazing movie, but it destroyed him. He had a heart attack it right in the middle of it, him. and and in the middle of Godfather One and Two, he makes the conversation, which classic. is an absolutely classic, classic. Film. But then he didn't make. But after that, where's the great movies? The town destroyed him. The the yep. success destroyed him. Yep. It, and so you don't know if someone can can be the best of all time because you don't even know. And Martin Scorsese. Who made who, who who arguably Taxi Driver mm-hmm. is 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 a genuine masterpiece, mm-hmm. but he doesn't get recognized for being a masterful director until after he does Goodfellas. I was just about to say Goodfellas, which is fourteen work, years yeah. later. You know, wow. but you go back and look at the rest of his work, and it's all super fucking amazing. Right. But no one's oh, really, raging bull, raging yeah. bull. Yeah. But he lost the Oscar to that, yeah. so people didn't really give. You know, I mean, right. they, I mean, like cinephiles and New Yorkers love that thing. Mm-hmm. But it was like, but it, it, it didn't get talked about the right. same way. And the, oh, you want to? It did, but it wasn't the the, the critical. I mean, the commercial hit. Right. It wasn't until Goodfellas until he made a commercial hit. You know, yeah. and so I, that's where I'm kind of looking at like. I still need to see the movie that Jordan Peele does that 15 years from now, people are going, oh my God, that's like the game changer film that like mm. shifted things for mm. me. Well, because, it, see, is it, it, because I'll say this, this is my, this is my, and this is what I was saying. If Get Out comes out two years before it came out, I don't know if it hits as hard. Hmm. But it's timing, a, timing. But right. it's a really great product of its time because right. it comes out post Trump, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Mm. In the in the in the and that that now that feeds into how certain things go. Yeah. But in ten years from now, you know, I mean, how are people going to respond to that movie? Right. You know, that's well, that's my thing. So, so so you can't dub him as a master. He might be a great filmmaker. He really really might be, but but we don't know that yet. My fear yeah. is I don't want him to be like M Night Shyamalan, where you come out the box with. Six cents, mm-hmm. and then after that, you've got like you know you've got like these Oscar consideration. Uh, consideration. You brought back somebody's career, mm-hmm. like because you got to remember what's his name was like. Pff, shit wasn't going too great for Bruce Willis oh, for a no, minute there, no. and they they brought him back like big time. Now he's doing all kinds of stuff. Well, that's how we because he kind of got him on the cheap because yeah. he's he was kind then of he, then he went to Pulp Fiction, right? Or right. Or was that before? It was before. Okay. Yeah, but he had that low where he was right. like not showing up, where his movies like he was he's, showing he's, in he's his like putting out some clunkers. Yeah, yeah, putting out some clunkers. Like, like, like uh, yeah. We'll but it, and if this could possibly happen because when you get a lot of that hype and you start believing in the hype, 
And I don't want his work to become derivative where like, now I got to be like that. Now I got to get a surprise twist to every movie I do. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hard because he's putting a lot of stuff in, in us <clears throat> that for me as a horror person, it's like, you know, you really need all that stuff. But I know you want to put all these messages and all this kind of layered stuff and all these plot, but, you know, just really cool things in there. You don't really need all that. You just need to tell a solid story. Scare the shit out of some people. Mm-hmm. Make your coins and keep it moving. But now I felt like he's now because he's got this huge success now, because right now I've made 70 million. It's like the highest rated, um, and what, historically now, what did it say for R rated movies? Mm-hmm. That's an original. Mm-hmm. And it bypassed, what was it, Ted? Ted. Yeah. So <clears throat> it, success is, is a two edged sword but see, but for my, him my right now. The, is like, and like, I don't want him to crash and burn and like, oh, we didn't think. It. I, don't, I just don't want Hollywood to hype him up and then crush him and do him like Orson Welles and everybody else. Right. Where you got this genius thing, you're coming out with some great stuff. Well, I and mean, then something happens and we don't he, like you and then well, they kill you. Here's the thing. If he, I mean, if, if, if he's going to stumble if he doesn't diversify. I honestly think that, if you, that you will stumble if you don't diversify. I mean, honestly, to me, like, to me, the genius filmmaker... You know, if you look at Stanley Kubrick, who people argue was—I mean, he's the genius filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He never made it, he he never made anything close to the same movie. He didn't need to because right. he was like, I don't even want to do anything like this because I expended everything I wanted to say like about this here. But he know? was still able to put his stink Stan, on it. On like you every, could tell, Stanley. You know, it doesn't Kubrick matter what movie, genre. You know, I mean, and perhaps like Barry, you know, then, perhaps like that maybe his only. Repetitive movies is he did two war movies with Paso Glory and with Full Metal Jacket, but those movies are so no, wildly different right. in what he's trying to do and say, right. and in con- the f- construction of the story. What I mean, just everything is different, you know. And it's you don't like, th- you don't consider Doctor Strange Love a war movie? No, you no. What? Oh, no. No, what? No, no, no. I mean, it's satire, but that's it's a, still war. That's a fucking satire. But it's still war. It's a Cold War satire. It's still satire. a war movie. Okay, we, all right, we'll throw it in there then. Okay, it's a Cold War satire. It's in the time of war. It's a, it, it, but, but, you know, but it's not, I mean, a combat film. There's okay, combat, gotcha. There's gotcha. combat in fucking Cold War. Gotcha. But, I mean, I, 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 see, Strange, that's the thing. Strange Love is kind of uncategorizable. That's why it's a fucking brilliant movie. And it should have failed. That's why it's a brilliant but, movie. I know. Because you can't categorize it. What is this? Is it a comedy? Is it a black comedy? Is it a war film? Is it a parable? It's all of those it's, things. It's all this shit. And what's crazy is it's based on a story called Red Alert, which was made into a movie, mm-hmm. which is a serious drama. But he was like, here's, here's my version of that story. Right. And everyone talks about it. And no one talks about Red Alert anymore. And this particular uh, Dr. Strangelove is really like, it's the Trump administration. Like all that well, stuff in Dr. Strangelove. Oh, fuck yeah. That's us right that's now. right now. So thank you. What's Stanley up with the war room? Yeah. What's up with the so, war room? <laughs> I haven't seen the film. Okay. But I listen to Film Week because that's where I get all my information from. Mm-hmm. They weren't crazy about the script. And then my producing partner called me last night. She's like, hell, don't go see this movie. If you see it, go see it for free. And I'm like, ooh, shit. Like that? Wow. Jeez. But she's hard. She's like us. She's hard. She's, she's hard. hard. But see, but I but didn't but read any criticism. I didn't want to know nothing. You have to be hard on stuff because your most precious commodity and the most thing that everyone is fucking will pay the most for mm-hmm. is someone's attention. Mm-hmm. And so therefore you better like make it like like worthy of my attention. Yeah. I mean, look, it's like I said, I mean, I like get out. I, didn't, I mean, that's like, I read the script before I saw the movie. Mm. And I was kind of like, why are people hyping about this movie? I really don't get it off the page. You know, now, granted, he created something very, uh, like his filmmaking, you know, ex- like, <laughs> like exceeded what was on the page, you know. 
but um, but I I mean that's the thing that that we don't know, and I think with, I think it's a great thing you bring up with M Night Shyamalan because <clears throat> he didn't diversify his movies. He right. kind of killed himself with what he was Bought trying to do. Bought into the owner and kept yeah. trying to do it. And it's like, I kept trying, I, I tried it, to tell him. This is it, before it, social know, media. It, it, I tried to tell him. See, you know, I was, I, was, I was having dinner with my friend last night we were talking about, you know, he's good friends with like, with, with, with Guillermo del Toro and he was talking to him about like, well, like, you know, like how come he does what he's doing right now with Pacific Rim and why did he do Pacific Rim and everything like that? And he was like, because I need to be like Spielberg. I need to be able to be producing all these movies and then direct when I want to direct. Mm -hmm. Because the thing that everyone forgets about Spielberg is, is that he done put out, he produced movies that we fucking love. Men in Black, Transformers, the, the the Back to the Future. He didn't even direct. He direct. This is this is sure. Spielberg stamp sure. and, and and collecting mm. millions. <laughs> but but he's like, I got a pulse. I know what people want to see. You know. But his own filmmaking, outside of his sequels, mm-hmm. he makes a he, like. He, I mean, like he's after, selective. He's right. very selective. But mm-hmm. think about it. Uh, so he made Jaws. It was it was, it was a horror film. Jaws mm-hmm. is a horror film. Which is around the same time that what, what the West Craven uh, like made last uh, like the last house on the left like right. these mid seventies movies, mm-hmm. but Spielberg's next film after Jaws is Close Encounters. Okay, which was a flop. completely different. So it was go- a flop. It was a flop yeah. at the time. Yes, yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but <laughs> because I was there as a child, yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember watching the TV yeah. show like this is a flop. Ain't nobody going. To-. I was like, I love it. Doing really well. But you know, it's, it's a left turn. Became a classic. You know, but. Um, Wes Craven, his next movie is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Next movie is a horror movie. He and then he can't get out of doing horror movies. You know, yeah, I hear that. You know, and it's like ah, uh, and the, you know, so Spielberg he kicks in the Close Encounters, and then mm-hmm. he kicks in um, 1942, or 1941, and then mm-hmm. he kicks in he kicks in ET. Mm-hmm. So it's like, whoosh, 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 and then he's like, you know, and it's like after that I can do what I want to do. I mean, I'm not because I made the studio the money, I made the money, <laughs> right. and I oh, can oh, like. Oh, exactly. Like, there was Raiders. You know, right. and the, and the problem with the Raiders is you know, what's about Raiders is that no one wanted to do Raiders with him in the directing chair because his other two movies had lost money. Close Encounters cost too much money in nineteen forty one, and they flopped. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Not with you." And then, and it was he was really good story. He was like, and 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 so Lucas was like, "I don't know if we can do this movie with you." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Tell me the budget, tell me the schedule, I'll make it work, and I'll come in under." Hmm. <clears throat> he did because mm-hmm. he had, and this is the man, right? You know, he's getting that pressure, right? And this, so, put, this put him back up, but see, that shows you everybody always thinks people like Spielberg and Lucas and all of them had it made. It wasn't always easy for them. Mm-mm. Where I was going with this is, you have to think about the first thing you come out with. If it gets produced, that is now your stamp. Like Get Out was now his mm-hmm. stamp, even though he did Keanu, whatever. That wasn't him by himself. Right. Right. Now this is all him. <clears throat> so now you have to think about what's your second thing. And if you're smart, you go the complete opposite way. Right. Or you get in that lane. Now here we have one of the top fucking sketch comedy writers in the world doing horror. And everybody's like, what? What happened to that funny shit? Now he has layers of it in his movies. But it's like almost a, you have to readjust your brain to somebody. Yeah, see, that yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like I get why he wants to do us. I so totally what, get. It. I mean, that's I get, probably the real him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I get why he wants to do us, but I don't know if that's the set, the movie after Get Out. That's 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 my thing. Right, right. I mean, because like you know, even James Cameron, although he uh, although he stays in the science fiction genre by doing by, by doing like Alien Second, right. uh, 
it's such a radical departure from Terminator. Mm-hmm. It's such a radical departure. And it kind of says, well, you can do fucking anything now. You know what I mean? Yeah, he stays in that kind of sci-fi lane, but he's not staying so close to it. And it's just the thing that will allow you to be... It's hard. It's hard. Number one, it's hard mm-hmm. to, to, to jump around. But I feel like if you made the kind of money that he made with Get Out, he could have done anything next. Right. Honestly, could, could have. have. And, and the fact that he didn't right. is either... I, I mean, you know, I'm, yeah, he's I mean, on he's on top of the world right now. I can't and, speculate. And especially, yeah, if his movie just did seventy million, now they're really going to be like, whatever you want to. Like do. basically, this, in one weekend, the budget <laughs> right. was twenty million. Yeah, and one weekend, everything else out this weekend, that's just free money. That's just how much was get out of it? Four million. Wow, that's a big jump. <sighs> yeah. What? That's, yeah. A, that's a big jump. I mean, it could it potentially is a big jump. I mean, you know, like like like. I'm going through this thing right now where I'm look where I'm looking at. I mean, it's a progressive jump where you should it's, jump because yeah. most people, you and I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You and I know a lot of people do a four million dollar and then do a hundred million dollar movie. So the twenty is yeah. actually a good place to be. Not a, oh yeah, well yeah, because right. that's what that's what Ava did with. Right. Um, um, I mean, she did with the five hundred thousand with. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the middle of nowhere, middle nowhere, and then and then it's thirty five million for for Selma. That's a big so jump. you know it's I mean it's, it's uh, you know it is I mean it depends you know I mean, so what's his I name mean, if you can handle if you, you handle, have the team handle, it's right. really about the team right because I you know I mean I I, I mean I got this list of ten people who are like right. first movies a hundred million dollars yeah. hundred seventy million dollars you know I mean those guys have directed stuff before mm-hmm. but. You know, people can put you in that. I mean, I you know, I was telling someone the other day. I was like, you know, like when David Fincher did Alien Three, he wasn't David Fincher yet. Mm. He just done, he directed. And they some, talk mad shit about because at that time Spike was trying to get some stuff done, and he got mad and saying like, "You got this dude who only did like some some, video some, stuff, some videos, and, and you got him fifty million dollars at thing. him. You know, fifty million, which yeah. today he saw be a hundred million dollars. Right, right. You know, right. It was his first movie. Right. So <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's interesting. You know, and it, and it flopped. You know, it's the worst out of the but, franchise. Um, I have to say that. But you know, what's interesting. Just a side note on that. Did you know that when they did the the Blu-ray release of Alien Three, they went back and they put together the Fincher cut. It's been like remastered, and they got people to come in to do like the voices. It's a whole new movie. I was reading, I haven't seen it yet, but so I, it's worth me trying to go look at it again. I, to see. I, I'm curious to see it. I haven't seen it. But so they, so they it's like going back they to a bad voice. Let's see if this I works mean, again. I, I, mean, no! I mean, people went in and like, and the, the negatives rescanned, and they got people to come and do ADR. And I was like, you got people to do ADR on a fucking Blu-ray wow. release? Wow, you know, because it was that much like, mm. you know. So I'm curious. I don't know, but I'm curious. You know, I don't even it's, remember it's, 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 it's been reshaped <laughs> I may actually, actually so. go over To the cinephile uh, Thing before I leave here And see mm. if they have A bootleg Available <laughs> You should I ain't I, been there In a minute They probably fall I, out I, the, I, Behind I, the counter I, Like I, you a bitch We ain't seen see, you Like yes I mean I, I, I just wanna I mean I think that I'm, I'm just I think Jordan Is in a great place I think it's fascinating He's done the Twilight Zone In fact He's done that Poisoner's Handbook thing With right. Misha Green Over at, mm. like, over at um, that should be good because she can ride her butt off. She, so yeah, she'll she, help elevate him, even if he messed up on yeah. us. That I heard the writing wasn't good enough. Well, see, I haven't read any criticism <clears throat> or anything. Like literally, I just went to go see my mom. I promised her we wouldn't look at anything. We go mm-hmm. see it together, and we went as a group. And you know, my mom and we we kind of agreed. We went to the Cheesecake Factory after because you know that's what you do with your mom. <laughs> went to the Cheesecake Factory and was with my sister, and my sister's friend, and literally, I I went in the restaurant. This is how polite. Let me tell you how polite I am, people. <laughs> 
So he said, you know, how the you know how the Cheesecake Factory is set up. You got people everywhere. So I turned to the people on the left of me and the right of me, and I asked them all, excuse me, are any of you going to go see us anytime soon? Because we're going to be talking about it at our table, and I don't want to have any. They're like, oh, no, we're not planning to go see it, blah, blah, blah. No, no, go ahead. We don't like horror movies. So it was nice. I'm just letting y'all know. I'm a polite. Okay. Restaurateur. <laughs> yes, you are. I will, I will ask you because we get in deep. And my mom was, was like, and, you know, my mom agreed with me. It was like, you know, there's a lot that was in there that probably didn't really need it, you know, that was kind of convoluted, and that there were certain elements, and we can get to the conclusion why it just should have just stayed a supernatural. Mm-hmm. And because um, then if, if it's not supernatural, then it doesn't really hold together well. Yeah. But I, that's just but me. I heard the performances were good, though. Oh, God, the, yes. The kids. Oh, God, see, yes. The kid had that little spider thing yes. going on. Yes. To me, that's where maybe, I mean, look, I can speak on this to so much. The actors are, are that's your job. Right. You better cast fucking well or, you really, or you're making it 10 times harder than right. it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And you get the right people. I mean, <clears throat> I didn't know it was Winston Duke, and to think he looks so different than he than he does. Yeah, he's a kind of a chameleon. He can. He, he looks can really so different himself. than what he does from the yeah. from the from the, the Black Panther. Yeah. But I'm curious to see it because so I thought he had a really really great presence in Black Panther, and and even though he had like two lines in Avengers mm-hmm. Endgame, whatever if any war, I was like, oh, he's got presence. That's he exciting. has a ton of presence. You know, so, he's like a Shakespearean actor. To so, me. Uh, so, oh god, yeah, I'm he curious has. To, I'm curious to see that, and, and yeah. obviously, fucking Lupita's is, is uh, genius. No, that whole family—they're so, great. Like they know. do. They, I'm telling you, they do. The I have things a question. See, regular see, people would do. This is a, a, this a, this a like question that. that I'm I'm curious to. That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that was like that, that growing up, what I always used to find funny is that is that that Eddie Murphy would say. In black movies, I mean, in horror movies, the way black people will behave would be much different than the way white, white people behave in these horror movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious to see if what you're saying is that these people are behaving the way they <laughs> Ain't no they, discussions they, about they nothing. No, yeah. they, they said if the way you black need to get people, taken out, mm-hmm. ain't nobody talking like, well, let's talk. No. <laughs> because I think it's fascinating. The children. Mm-hmm. Fucking people up. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the typical, mm-hmm. oh, mommy, we're so scared. Yeah. They was like, you know what? <laughs> I want... Two of those kids be with me anytime something like that happens. <laughs> These kids were not; they were wonderful, mm-hmm. and like the the way that they had to, especially the little girl that uh, plays um, one of the roles in it. She just they had to carry so much weight, and when you have to carry that to be scary and to be able to go through so many emotional, cha- and you're playing like two different characters, mm-hmm. you know, and playing against each other, and all the special effects they got to do, it's just really, really done well in that respect. But once again. Should it just stay straight supernatural because everything else after that? Because, you know, there are people talking about they're going to go see it two or three times and go get all the symbolism and all I'm going to go see I'm it. Like, because look, I want, really? It's good for her. I mean, there's, we were talking earlier offline about shows. I'm not going to say any name, name any names, about shows that we don't think are that great. But we want to support them because it's good for us. Right. You know, we're all here in Hollywood. And also some things, mm. like we always try to know, you know, it's a lesson I had to learn over the years. Some things just aren't for us, but they're great for everybody yeah, else. Just because they're yeah. black don't mean we have to love it. Right. But right. I don't know. I'm just being real with yes, you. Yes, yes. We ain't got to love it just because it's got to be fucking still compelling. It's got to be good. See, it's like, it goes back to my flip when we were talking about Cold War. Like yeah. Cold War is an underappreciated genius piece right. of cinema. Genius piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of feel like... You know, it just d- didn't have the right momentum when that movie came out for to get people to get interested in it. I mean, I, you know, I can't say it's a foreign language because it's a foreign language the same way that Roma's foreign language. Yeah, yeah. but it's just, and black and white. This, see, I never even told us that two films are for best picture, both black and both white, black and white, and both foreign language, both foreign language. 
That is when it's like these Oscar so white thing is just a little out of control. Now he's somebody what? I think Wait, is, I personally think is a genius. Who? Um, Corona. Corona. I think he's a fucking genius. <laughs> Everything I, comes I out. Think he's and fucking genius. He diversifies whatever he's doing. It's yeah. always something different. You it's always something. Label see, him at all. Yeah, but right. see, oh, this is why I said because it's like because I've gone back and checked this thing. So six of the last seven best director winners have been people of color. Yeah. And usually, and most of them Latino, Mexican, right? Mexican yeah. Hispanic. Is either you know, you know, <laughs> our boy Gabriel? Or no one has said that. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was. Really, that's why I said I was like, wait a minute, we had this conversation, but that's like a feat. That it's a, so yeah. So you know, so so so, so Caron won two, um, and Del Toro won one, and and um, Inari two fucking won two, mm-hmm. and then and then before that was Ang Lee got for yeah. for for uh, Life of Pi. Right. So I kind of I'm just it's w- interesting. That that's what we're seeing because I think these guys all bring a perspective to to world cinema. It's like we were saying offline, it was like there's a perspective to like I'm telling a story that's that's as universal as possible. Right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna clothe it in something that you might not be familiar with, mm-hmm. but just but give me five minutes and I'll have you into the story, you know. But it's like the guy in Cold War, the way he gets you into the movie. It's like just the the type of the way he's constructing his cinematic sentences with the shots that he's using is just unique as fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it and like almost every frame I'm like, who's doing this? Mm-hmm. Almost every frame. I was like, Jesus Christ. Because you're black and white, you're shooting mm-hmm. in the box, this is opposed to the widescreen. And it's just Oh, they shot in the box instead of one? Yes, yeah. And I'm just because wow. he because because he did a previous movie called 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 um called Ida about three years ago that was mm-hmm. up and it's a very similar kind of thing. And it and it forces you to create I mean, create like these images that are different, you know, in terms of how you kinda of, like stations on the frame and the and it's you know, he's he's not afraid to be out in the snow in the black and white and it's just like, you know, the interesting thing that people always do when they're making movies is they kinda of put um Haze to give right. the depth in the thing, but see if you shoot when it's cold enough, there's actually going to be some cold yeah. in that air, and it just added this kind of like touch to the movie, and it like it jumps around in a way that felt like some like Godard type of film where it's like it's uh, these segments of these life, this this couple, and that you follow them through 15 years of their life as they're they're trying to they're trying to keep their love alive as they're both kind of like um uh they're 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 Polish expatriates and they're in bouncing around through Paris and mm-hmm. it's just such a really lush story about a human story that makes you say, Oh my God, this <clears> is <throat> what I'm gonna watch and I'm going to fuck I'm gonna make movies now. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna talk about <laughs> I do make movies, but mm-hmm. I just I'm like I wanna, I wanna see do it like that now. I wanna do it like this. Yeah. It's so good. We're talking about how it is that some people get that genius status, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like why is it, do you think, that Hollywood grabs a hold of somebody and anoints them? It's easy to market. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about it's, the marketing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you know, again, you're talking about P.L.S. Hitchcock. I mean, like, like Hitchcock, he's obviously the first director whose name, who number one put his face out there so everyone could recognize yeah. him. Well, and he then, branded himself. He branded himself. Yeah, yeah, he's branded himself into the yeah. movies. But his but his name became synonymous with a style. I mean, I mean, like we call. I mean, and you're really at another. Le- yeah, 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 right, right. yeah. You're you at another level when you're right. on that because you've done something. It's just ironic that you know, like he's like in his fifties when he when he really gets that moniker. I but I think it's like they need to be able to brand you, and they make they make you say, "Hey, this is this is like." 
if this person's involved, then it's going to mean this. It's going to mean it's going to be. It's going to mean this to you coming forward. Right. The next thing, you know, it's just like when they were doing the, the they were showing the trailer of Ma with um, Octavia Spencer. And the first thing they had on the thing was, you know, from the producers of Get Out, you know, right. it says Get Out, like this big Oscar-winning thing. So it's like, it doesn't even matter what the other thing is. It's the producers of Get Out. And it's like, everybody out is like, ooh, and I can hear the people around us mm-hmm. going, oh, this should be pretty good then. And as they watch the trailer and stuff, and it's like, okay, we see the marketing and the name of something. And, you know, even yeah, though... I mean, it's, it's to a certain degree, it's the... It's, Jordan it's, has a... No, it's like no I say, the story. There's, there's a level of laziness in what that is. I mean, my brother and I were talking about this one when I was up here. It's kind of like the marketing people, they are trying to make it easy for them. And I, of course. And I think it's because... They're trying to make it familiar. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, I, but I mean, in terms of the actual work they have to do, I think it's because those are the people... The, the type of creativity that is necessary to make it in the movies... <clears throat> If they had it, they'd be making movies, but they're not. So mm-hmm. now they're doing marketing, which is a different type of creativity, but it's not the same. And I think it's harder for them to make the jump on the abstract X factor that makes a movie interesting or not. Like there's all, I mean, like you put all the numbers on the front, blah, 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 mm-hmm. but you don't, but you can never quantify that X factor, which will make a movie great mm-hmm. or, or not. And, and, and who knows it is. And that's what I think that there's, and, and I think they're trying to, to mitigate the risk of that X factor by by anointing someone. Well, you were talking earlier, Lisa, about um, Captain Marvel <clears throat> and how you know all the fan. I don't want to say all the fanboys. A lot of the fanboys were against this version of Captain Marvel, and clearly the numbers show you nine hundred something million, whatever it is, that people went out to see it, man, male and female. Mm-hmm. I'm sure females went out in droves. Mm-hmm. I know you were one of them, and so. Do you think they can be predicted ahead of time sometimes where you can you can band together and go, well, we're all going to get What do you think? The fans and a lot of the women for Captain Marvel did the same thing that black people did for Black Panther. Right. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Woman. Before yeah. the movie came out, we told you we was coming. Mm-hmm. Bought tickets. <laughs> Bought tickets in advance. Right. Started showing you online what we were going to wear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To- told you. Right. Told them. Mm-hmm. So... There shouldn't have been a surprise. Yeah, well, see, but I, I think the I think the trick with with the not the trick, but the the Captain Marvel. The people who don't like Captain Marvel before it comes out are these people who look at the movie as I don't want to see a woman empowered this way. I don't want to see a woman in this it, to, to not just empowered in the movie as she's empowered, but it's like but but to be controlling the story that way. And I think it's the same thing people are saying about the about Black Panther. I don't want to see black people controlling this mm-hmm. uh, controlling narratives that way. But I look at it as like well the the people who don't get to see that the the female controlling the narrative that way are going to come five and six times and see that story, mm. regardless of the quality of the movie. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Black Panther. I was like, I was like, remember Jeff and I were saying all the time, as long as it doesn't suck, it's yeah, going to make seven hundred million dollars. Yeah. Right. Seven hundred million. I said, but I said, if it sucks, it'll make five hundred million. Right. Right. If it's ter- if it's only good, it'll make seven eight hundred million. Right. Right. It was actually better. It was very good, mm-hmm. and it made over a billion. Right. And I think the same thing with Captain Marvel. I mean, the movie doesn't suck. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, to me, the biggest gripe I have with Captain Marvel is, but it's the gripe, it's the gripe I have with I have, I have the gripe with all Marvel movies is, 
there's no jeopardy for the characters. There's ultimately no jeopardy, mm-hmm. and it's like, and ultimately they can't jeopardize. They're just the protecting, right? Yeah, because That's it's like exactly. uh, you know what he he got to come back in, th- in the next three movies. Mm-hmm. So we signed him to a deal. Right. You can't potentially kill him. Right. You know, I mean, and uh, honestly, that's what uh, I mean. Before Marvel became this in the comics in the '80s, they could kill characters, right? You know, and you'd be like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> he's dead. She's dead." I thought they were indomitable. They're not coming back. <laughs> like you know, back. so like the X Men, the X Men Dark Phoenix is coming out, right? right. Like when that Dark Phoenix saga came out in the comics, and I read it, and I was like, "Did they just kill Marvel Girl?" They sure did. No, no, she'll be back next episode. Right. Didn't come back for like 15 years. Wow. 15 years. Okay. Wow. I was telling my friend last night, we were walking at the thing, and it's like, you know, like I used to read Marvel comics all the time as a kid, I, and, and so like I rarely read DC. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was just kind of like, I felt this thing was like <clears throat> the characters don't get hurt. They don't, there's no, there's the jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically, when I walked in the comic shop one, was, was one time in, in like 1985 or something like that, and on the cover of Crisis of Infinite Earth 7 was Superman crying his eyes out, holding the dead body of Supergirl. Right. And, I, and that's the cover. I was like, right. fuck, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Get this. And then the next right. issue, the Flash gets killed, right. and they kept that Flash dead for 20 years before they brought him back. I was like, fuck, right. what is this? Like, you killing People. But you can't do it now. You can do that now. Now, but here's the thing, and this is where I'm, 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 I have a bone to pick with your bosses. Go ahead. Russo, Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. So when Endgame. Shout out to the Russo brothers. So, <laughs> <laughs> who signed my paycheck on the team. What's so, up, Joe? What's up, Joe? Hey, How y'all let, doing? <laughs> so when Endgame comes out, <clears throat> I'm just going to say it right now because oh. I saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me? Bitch, I ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just remembering when all of us were sitting at the WGA mm-hmm. and we went to go see uh, the other movie that came out. Uh, was it Infinity, Infinity Wars? Right. Yeah. And we were sitting there. And then after the movie was done, I was sitting in the back. We were all sitting in the back. And he started talking. And when they said, we had no idea the success of Black Panther... It's gonna be, and you know, I was already salty because you know we already seen him turn to dust. So they, they all you already know. Listen, so they listen, killed him not I have knowing. Not, all listen, listen. Killed him not knowing. They killed him and, not knowing. and they said we had no idea. And me in the back whispering, "We told you two years ago what we was going." So here's my thing. Well, my man has the power to reverse the shit right back around. Again. I'm just saying. You know what's going to happen. Now I know an end game. <laughs> right. I saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. I didn't see no black folk. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> this bitch right here. <laughs> I didn't see Shuri. Mm-hmm. Now I know they probably but they better I'm just saying they better. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll write it down for you. You can send it to them if you want to. It's an apostrophe between the T and R. <laughs> they better bring back T'Challa. If not, in my mind, that is an alternate universe that doesn't exist in my they world. They back. They already signed to do the movie too, Black Panther. But it might not be in the same. Okay, it might not be the same thing. This is my prediction. Because if they already wrote the thing already, I don't know how many changes they can do once they did that and realize shit. Because you know they're doing stuff they in know production. What's going on. They can make changes. They, they do. They, yeah. I mean, there's there's so much green screen. That shit. I'm just letting you know. Okay. This Let is, your people know. This, this is my prediction. We, had, we interviewed Joe, and he told us that there are things that they know. They're like, they oh, do, you can't do, do that because in this, this book. Yeah, we're, we're going to do this. In, like, in four movies out, we're going to do know. this. This is my prediction, and this is going to piss Linnell off. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Captain, Mar- Captain America gets killed at the, at, at the end of Endgame. Oh, 
Ooh. And they don't bring him back because dude's contract is up. I mean, who does not know that already? And, like, we all know that. And, we just going to see how it's going to be done. No, but was, and we're going to bring no, tissue. It's going to be fascinating. This was fascinating. This is this what, what I think they'll do. I think they'll set up a situation where if they're true to the to the spirits of the comic is they'll find new char- they'll find new people to be Iron Man and Captain America. You know. Who else can be Iron Man? That's a serious type of personality to have. They can find no, someone no, no. to be Iron Doesn't Man. Doesn't have to be it's not to be Tony Stark. Oh, to be just a to, new, be Iron, to be a new Iron Man. Kind of like they, they did bring with Don Riri. Just bring Riri Williams. We'll have a black Iron Girl. <laughs> Iron Woman. I think they'll do that. Okay. I'm, I'm if they're smart, they should do that. Yeah. They'd make money. But I don't, I mean, like, if they, you know, I mean, because, well, no, because, like, I think they put Winston Duke in Endgame, I mean, in Infinity War, because he only had that one scene. I think they just decided to put him in because they knew the impact of that. Did they not? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I we'll, mean see. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll if see. They're smart. And like I said, with the success. It's, it's, it's come out in two weeks, success, right? With it, the success it's, it's of It's coming us. out next week? Is it, is it out next week? Huh? Go ahead. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. I mean, like I said, I saw the trailer for it. I was just sitting there like, I'm just going to wait and mm-hmm. see. I'm just going to wait and see. <clears throat> but I don't know. We'll see. With the success of us, I think Winston Duke's going to be doing some some interesting things. Um, Lupita, most definitely. I mean, I'm hoping she'll branch out. She's booked for the stuff. next five years. She's, she's yeah, booked and busy. Well, she's doing. Um, what I really want to see, and I'm, it's just so. I, I just something I didn't know is that John Woo, the, mm-hmm. the the venerable Hong Kong director, is doing a remake of The Killer, which which which, which she's the really? she plays the Chai Yun Fat role. And what's fascinating is that when he first came to America, as opposed to doing Broken Arrow, he wanted to do a female version of the killer. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, hell no. no. <laughs> who wants to see like a woman? Who wants to see a woman? Step stuff. Get yeah. that out of here. So now 25 years later. It's smart on her part you know. to do something so different. And you know, now we get to see her play a, you know, kick She could do different butt. languages. I mean, Well, yeah, because uh, it's yes. like, because she was in, I remember seeing her, I can't remember when I first saw her, but I think maybe... I can't remember what I first saw her in, but I saw her in something, and then she was in a movie like this airplane movie. Was that? Remember that movie she did with? The, oh yeah, the, yeah. The, she was like a yeah. She was, uh, like it was like it was Liam Neeson on the airplane. Was she a flight attendant? Yeah, and I, and I was, yeah, she was a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. And, and I saw that, and, and I was kind of like, she can't be doing these kind of roles like this. She's got to get more. I felt like she did that before. She did it before. I think it was before it, she got it, the Oscar. It was, yeah. it was, but I, but I just was like, you're, but. Even watching her in that little small role, mm-hmm. you notice all the time. You see people who just burn on the screen, right. and it's like, oh my god! Like if anyone just saw you in this small role, they had to they had to go. Like, who was that? Yeah, like you right. know, I mean, early the right. casting mm-hmm. director when they first getting into the dailies, they're like we need to get her on something else, right. you know. Right. But so, but but as far as we know, that's probably what happened. To even get her that small role, yeah. They're like we got to get her in something. Yeah. Well, there's this one thing. Let's get her in that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. she'll shine, and then it happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, we shall see. Yeah. Cool. That's funny. So, I mean, I still suggest I have not seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, by the time this comes out, I would have seen it because it's going to be probably a couple okay. weeks. Um, I suggest everybody go see it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying earlier, just because it's a black film doesn't mean you should support it. <clears throat> but a movie such as this that's getting this kind of critical acclaim, mm-hmm. I think you should be curious to know what it is. And I'm going to go, and uh, now that I've seen it, I'm going to go back and start, you know, reading a lot of the right. think pieces and stuff like that. I, I didn't want to see anything. I just wanted right. to go on fresh, get yeah. my first general impressions, and then go back and see. And the, the, the other side that I was going to say is, <clears throat> we only have a certain amount of these movies that are going to do $70 million in the weekend. So 
it's it's cool to be a part of history. Oh, for to, to, have, back to, to, have, back? to have helped yes. that. Yes. You know, whether it's it's Beale Street or, you know, Moonlight or, you know, Black Panther mm-hmm. or anything, it's good to be a part of that. And, and we all are benefiting in this industry right now <clears throat> where you're able to come to L.A. and already get meetings. That's fast. It took us years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now we're in a place now where they're looking for it. Agents are looking for somebody in a position who's produced before who they could take to the next level. You know what I mean? So it's... It's, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Well, I, mean, I mean, look, I mean, yes, like like everyone wants to see the movie for themselves. You should always kind of see these movies that are like this to judge yourself. You know, there's, there's no, you may dis, again, it's like, how do you know if it's for you or not for you unless you see you it? You go see it, so yeah. I mean, I mean, like, there's a movie that that came out yesterday that I'm actually, I didn't know anything about it. Those people were like dogging it. And I was like, well, what the fuck is this? I might need to know what this is. There's a movie that's come out, it's called Dragged Across Concrete. Oh, I just heard about that. And I didn't know anything about this movie. Right. And then the people were going, is that the four hour long no, movie? No, it's, 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 it's close to three. But it's but it's, it's it's the filmmaker did this movie. I called, love the title. Yeah, <laughs> this filmmaker did this movie called Bone Tomahawk a couple of years mm-hmm. ago that everyone kept telling me to watch, and I finally watched it. And I thought it was good, it was brutal as fuck, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I need to see this shit. And then and uh, and and that was a good movie. So now this is his next movie. I don't, his name is Zahler. I think it's the director. Last name is Zahler, and it's about. Um, it's kind of like a seventies throwback about these crazy ass fucking cops. Uh, you know these these brutal cops mm-hmm. abusing people, and, and they get put out because uh, some abuse they do gets gets like leaked on a videotape. So they're now they're all they're, they're in the crosshair. Now the casting is what really fucking blew me away. Right, Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson, yeah. and Vince Vaughn, <clears throat> and Vince Vaughn, who was who's a, who's a, who who who's potentially like a Trump supporter, and and, and Gibson, and I was I can't like, believe that, and I'm saying to myself. <laughs> Oh my god! Like this is like the this is a crazy this is a movie that's almost reactionary mm-hmm. in its setup, but it could be a great movie because the guy's a really really good filmmaker. He's a really provocative mm-hmm. filmmaker. I just heard the film week film first, yeah. yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they, <laughs> they were killing it. I'm sure they yeah. were killing it because yeah. the thing is is that it's difficult to watch. Like it's a long movie. It's yeah. long, but it's difficult yeah. to watch. Like you know, like um, you know, I'd say like right wing or like mm-hmm. you know, like. A reaction. So is that his like character films. who's acting like that, or is yes, that how his he character? Is? It's his character. Oh, okay. It's his character. Uh, oh no, for Vince Vaughn. Yeah. No, he's he's publicly like supporting the Republican Party right now. Really? Yeah. That's what's that's what's crazy. Um, <laughs> that's why his career is undergoing, and he's yeah, not exactly. been, and he's been falling apart lately. He's, he's been, been turning to dust. dust. But it's but, but, but <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was talking to. Um, he's supposed to be their new hot boy in the day. They were trying to make him to this new. Yeah. It's like no. No, we talked to you for a minute. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. But it's interesting because I because I, I think that it's hard for people to, particularly critics, to 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 effectively critique. You know, like you know, like. Um, Reactionary cinema. I think it's especially if it's done well. Right. Because I was just watching like the Wild Bunch again a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This movie is so fucking wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong." <laughs> and I know when it came out, it was being fucking crucified by people right. because of what it was. And I was like, "But it's a great 
fucking movie. It's so brilliant on so many levels. But just like the politics are wrong in that in that movie. And I just feel like this dragged across concrete. I bet you the politics are wrong in the movie, even though it could be an amazing film. Because mm-hmm. I think it's hard for people to kind of like not to to, to to people kind of just like to look at that other point of view, yeah. you know, particularly now. But I'm curious to see it. We'll see. Interesting. We'll see. Cool. Kind of reminds me of a. Remember back in the old days, Falling Down. Yes, yes. And when I first saw that, I was so young. I thought that movie was trash. I was like, dude, dude, you're doing too. But years later, I rewatched it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and because I'm older and I'm wiser, I get it, why that person movie? is. Yeah, because yes. at the time I thought, dude, you are doing way, way too much. much. Way too much. Yeah. <laughs> too much. Yeah. And then it came on. I mean, my mom was like, my mother. That's one of my mom's favorite movies. And at the time, I'm like, why do you think this is a good child watched again? It's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because it's like a social commentary. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't. It was just like, time come on. Uh, why not? Yeah. taking over. No, 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 no. No. Why no. the one with Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Uh, he gets, he gets it's a white off. dude having a bad day. Yeah, why do you have a like bad day? Like everybody else across the planet. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about <laughs> yeah. something falling or something. About, uh, yeah. What's the one with the president? The the, the government is taking yeah, over. Like, in the, uh, uh, oh, that's yeah. the Star Chamber. No, no, no. Like, it's Memphis. It's I know what you're talking about. That one that Antoine Fuqua did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. No, no, no. Forgive me. No, he just loses his job and he just goes off. Which is what a lot of white guys are going nowadays. But this movie is like ahead of its time. It's way like, ahead of its time. Oh, of it. And yes. now you watch oh, it now. Yes. And it's like. Yes. Yeah, yeah, now you're like, this movie's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's but like all through East LA and yeah, all this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, crazy totally. stuff. But at the time, everyone was like, hold on, Michael. Yeah. You've done a little too much shit now. You too much. We've never down. seen him that dark before either. Never seen him that dark. Sit your butt down. No. Yeah. We need more shit like that. That was interesting. That would be interesting. On that note, awesome. Fun episode. Stop trying to make people geniuses before they got a body of work. That's all I got to say. I agree. 100%. That's all I'm saying. 100%. I mean, we love, we love Jordan. We love fucking Barry. You know, we love, you know, all those cats who are out there doing it. But give them a minute to get And to work. when they do something that doesn't do well, you better not kill their career. Because right. they need to have the same opportunity as everybody else to, like, right. See, not do well and grow and right. do some other stuff. See, and that's what... Yeah, that to me is actually, is actually the mark of what, what your genius is going to be. Right. Stumble. Right. And you got to. The, but stumble, and then what do you do when you come back from the stumble? Right. You said Spielberg went from Jaws to what? He went Jaws to Close Encounters to 1941. And, and, and both of those two movies after didn't do as well. Didn't do well. And, and, they, and that's a one over budget. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's fascinating. That tells you right there, you can't just knock them off because they had one good hit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a couple of years to get another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? I mean, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's like the timing. It's kind of like, like, like you never know what the movie's going to do. You don't know how people respond to it. And if you have that touch... I mean, look, even fucking Quarantantino mm-hmm. stumbled with um, Jackie Brown. Right. People were ready to write him to fuck and it's off. so good. People were ready to write him. Right. You watch the movie now, you're like, this is a genius so shit. Right. You know, <clears throat> but, 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 but he stumbled, and, and then what was his comeback? Right. It was Kill Bill. Right. And the same with like, one of my classics, my favorite all-time movie, because when E.T. came out, The Thing came out the same year, 1982. Mm-hmm. The Thing flopped. Right. I love, I love that. Thing. And I saw both those movies. I was young, dude. Mm-hmm. My mom dropped me off. What year was it? 82. It was 82. Mom dropped me off. That was back in the movies. It was a dollar. Yes. Tyler Tuesdays. Walked up Nemec, saw E.T. Everybody was just starting to get HBO weekend, and Showtime. Went Show to go see the thing. Show. And I was glad Ooh. I went to go see him the following weekend because they took it out of that theater fat like he came and then it went because Ooh. it just it was a flop. Right. Even though the, the, the thing is a superior movie to E.T. Because I feel like Steven Spielberg <laughs> be trying to tell us like aliens that come through are going to be cute little tiny right, things. Right. And the reality is their, xenom- their bodies are going to be different and they're going to look weird and strange and we're going to fucking freak out. Mm-hmm. And 
it was better. But he's always made commentary but on, it, on the human The thing is, beings. it's a classic now. We as humans well, yeah, well, I mean, need to treat everyone. Treat everyone like, there's nice. always some, I mean, the, the, the whole thing right. about E.T. is it's about the broken family that gets healed by an outsider. Right. I mean, that's, that's just his life. That's it, but that's, you know, but, but that's his life in every single movie. Like, The Goonies, everything. It's always the single parent mom oh, or oh, somebody the, oh, family. Oh, that's another movie that he produced Fanatic. and directed was Goonies. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> interesting. But, so, but yeah, but, so that, but, but that's... That's him telling. That's his voice, and mm-hmm. some people like it, some people don't like it. It wasn't until he, you know, decided to to do darker films with with Schindler's that he 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 kind of pushed that away. Mm-hmm. That he can do different stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the the evolution of a career. What was it Color Purple eighty four? Yeah, eighty four. Eighty five. Eighty five. Yeah. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, but see, that's a but see, that's a good turn too for a guy. That's a huge turn, you know, because I think he came off of. Empire, not Empire. I think Empire of the Sun. It, it was either Raiders. He did Raiders. I thought it was Empire of the Sun. No, that was later. That was that was eighty seven. He did. Uh, <clears throat> I, I want to say he did. I want to say. He, oh yeah, he did Color Purple after he did Temple of Doom. So it's kind of like, yeah. but it's not, that's just a big turn. It's big like turn. you know, hey, let's go here. Yeah. You know, and that because he didn't want to do it at first, is what I heard. Uh, but yeah, and he yeah. got kind of yeah, and and and, uh, and what's his uh, Quincy had to kind of like you know right. work the magic on pull it surprise when like this could be your thing to get, and he still didn't get no Oscar. That's some bullshit. That's the one. Uh, never mind. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> I can go off on that one. None, of, one them, of, none of them. Got that's anybody. one of my top. Ten movies. Well, it was like they I got ten the Oscar purple. nominations and didn't win that one. Love the color purple. No, actually, no. Whoopi didn't get it for that. She got it for Ghost. I was gonna yeah. be like, yeah, she got nominated. Yeah, nominated. They got, the nothing. they got nothing. Oprah. I and mean, that was a public. Shook, that was I mean, a, that was a public slapping. Danny Glover. I mean, they were putting Stephen in lines. Like, mm. he's like, I'm gonna come back. All right, all right, I'm gonna come back to Schindler's List. Right. <laughs> but I wonder how that movie would do now. I would wonder how it would do if it didn't have a white director. Yeah, that would be a problem. How would it, what it would look like, right. you know, with a different because there were certain things in the movie that the, the color purple that I thought that's white people stuff. That's the white viewpoint, um, just how the filming and all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's Steven Spielberg. That's his but mark. You know, there's, 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 there's also this story that what's her name? I remember Kathleen Kennedy was saying that he felt uncomfortable. He didn't want to do the queer stuff, the yeah, queer representation with the, the women. Yeah, that was a big right. part yeah, of the book. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he didn't understand how to do that. And, and and she was even saying, yeah, it was like tricky for him to even figure that out. I mean, yeah, right. You know, yet now with a, but I I think that's a movie that maybe someone like D. Reese like like yes. does, she like, would kill you know, like does yeah. now she would kill and it. it kills it like do it the way it should have been done. You know, um, it's interesting to see. I I, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be, diff- it'd be different. It's still one of my favorite movies, regardless. Anyway, you know. everybody, anyway. go go see us. <clears throat> have some conversations. Yeah, we're just having a discussion. You know, as film as and you always say, and you always say, we should be able to critique. And I'm curious to know what you everybody's know? Uh, idea at the ending is because I had some questions about yeah. some things that were going at the end. So if you right. guys see it, you know, hit us up on Twitter because it's like, what do you think the ending is? Like, what's happening? And <laughs> you know, some people are like, my sister's like, do you think they have a sequel? Like, no, you can't have a sequel for that. You mm. can't have a sequel for that. Okay. I see you over there. Somebody over here watching us. We'll talk afterwards. But yeah, go see it. Because um, I know everybody's talking about the ending, and it'd be right. really curious to see what people's reactions like. What do you think is really going on, and right. what have you? Okay. Chris, where you at? Unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. Lisa, Lisa, Colt, Jam. I am on Twitter at What Fresh Hell Is This? I won't tell you my other burner account because that's my private <laughs> dipping and doing. <laughs> Talking trash. The twins said the they twi- want to know, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, ScreenwritersRR on Twitter. <clears throat> Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. 
please go on iTunes, give us a five-star review. We need that uh, for The Matrix, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever you listen to. Um, please go on our what, Chris? Our Patreon page. Donation is love, people. Donation is love. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. We appreciate it. Um, please go on our Facebook page. We have one there. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Same thing, Hillary Guess. Um, you, you, you ain't never on Instagram, are you? You ain't an Instagram person, are you? I have an IG account, but I'm never on it. Because I can't never find you. I'll be trying to tag you and stuff, and we're like, where is this bitch at? I, I'm trying <laughs> to remember. I think I have like two IG. I can't remember what I call myself on two of them. You don't even know what your name is. You don't even know. won't even bring her up, though. I can't even. I couldn't even tell you. Anyway. I have a name, but I don't know it. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> anyway, big shout out to all the kids sitting in. We got a bunch of baby writers sitting in listening to us today. We appreciate you guys hanging with us. Um, well, I'm going Dallas, Amber, Danielle, Danielle, and uh, Richard. Of course, we appreciate all y'all sitting in, chilling with us, getting some game. You know, learning something, mm-hmm. getting ready for Holly Weird. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So everybody joining with me, y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On this show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. 2019. 2019. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Welcome to the rant room. Are diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the rent room